This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Okay, I've got a big announcement for you today, and I cannot wait. We are coming to a city near you. Guess who I'm coming with? You are going to love it. Jefferson, Bethke, and I are coming to you. Hey, Jefferson. What's up? We're going on tour together, dude. We are. I'm excited. You're flying all the way from Hawaii. You're getting on a bus with a bunch of women. Like, what, what is this? I mean, what are I you right. hoping for? Well, I just think God's going to do something really, really awesome. I think the message that God's kind of put on my heart for this season is this idea of like, you know, what's the water we're swimming in as a culture? And what are we kind of losing because of that, right? And so I think we're losing things all the way from things that are deeply important and deeply necessary for a spiritual formation and Jesus, like silence, like Sabbath, like obscurity. I don't know. I think just the Lord's really revealed to me in the scriptures and some other mentors and friends that there's some gems in the scripture of what the Lord has for us that is sometimes the opposite of what our culture has for us. And so I'm really excited to unpack that. Jefferson Bethke and I are coming to your cities, the Get Out of Your Head Tour. Do not miss it. Check out all the cities. Go to getoutofyourheadtour.com and see if we're coming to a city near you. We cannot wait. I'm telling you, we are going to come in hot with all kinds of incredible content. And Davy Flowers is leading worship. Do not miss this. Grab your friends, get tickets. Can't wait to see you. Today's scripture is Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And now, let's hear from Jenny. You all probably know this already, but this whole season is based off of the most engaged study that I've ever done. And it's the first study that I did called Stuck. And the reason I think it's the most engaged study is because everybody feels stuck to some level. And I also think everybody feels all these emotions. But if you do this study, which I hope you do, because 
this is just a taste. And not to mention, you need to bring your friends around this and bring community into it. And that's why I love Bible study is because it brings people together over the most hopeful thing that we have, which is the Word of God. So I hope you do it. And if you do it, you're going to watch the videos. And I was just, I'm sitting here with my team. They're in the room right now. And they were like, Jenny, we watched your old videos and you look so young. And I was like, I look so scared. And they were like, yeah, you look scared. (laughs) And it's true. I was terrified. Now, the teaching, I still stand by it. It is raw and it is real. And I didn't work with scripts. I just, I sat there and I taught the word of God the best I knew how. But I was scared. And I want to talk about that because I believe that there was a turning point in my life that came in that season where I was stepping out and doing what God made me to do, even though I was scared. The Bible says over and over again, do not fear. In fact, it's probably one of the most quoted commands in Scripture is that constantly throughout Old Testament and New Testament, there's a call for us to not fear. Why? Because life is short, because heaven is coming, and because our lives matter. And the fear that the devil brings, the way that he's going to get us to be shut down easiest is just to make us afraid. It's not the horror film that like, it's not usually death, although there have been moments where I have been paralyzed about death and I've been paralyzed about bad things happening, but it's the constant anxiety of approval. What if this thing doesn't happen that I want to happen so badly? Anxiety grows as we fear the future and we think, ah, I can't control it. I I can't make what I want happen, happen. And so when I stepped out in ministry to do what God had called me to do, I was so, so scared of rejection. I was so scared of things that might happen. And it was so interesting is, yes, I have been rejected. All my worst fears in ministry have come true, but all of the best parts of life have also come true. And I think that's where the devil gets us, is it's not that he's telling us a complete lie. There's a little bit of truth. Like there's things to be afraid of on earth. It's just that they're not as scary when you understand who God is and what he has for us. And the fear makes us miss both, right? The fear will make us miss the bad, perhaps, although we certainly can't control everything. But the fear is also going to make us miss the good. One of the questions in the study that I wrote a long time ago is, what do you care about the most? And if I look back at myself at that point in life, I cared most about approval, so I was most afraid of losing it. And all of us love something, and we're tempted, if, if we don't, love something more than God. So what is it that you love more than God? The answer to that question is going to probably circle around what you're afraid of losing, what you're afraid of happening. And for me, for a lot of my life, it was approval. Now I look back at that and I'm jealous of that girl that was afraid of approval because now my fears are just bigger and more, you know, costly because I'm older and a lot more has happened and I'm just aware of what could happen. And so, you know, I, I, I do think though, whether it's a huge fear or small fear, those fears are driving our decisions and they're driving our relationships and they're driving what we think about and therefore they're driving our happiness and they're driving our securities. So I think it's important to just think about what it is that you're tempted to love more than God. And when you can name that thing, you're going to find out what it is that you're afraid of losing. Like right now, I mean, the thing that I'm tempted to love more than God and it really came out when I sent my first kid to college is, is my kids and a future with them and what their futures are going to be like. Like, I realize this. This is my idol right now. I'm fighting it daily of just letting go and letting them be who God made them to be and letting them go where they're supposed to go in life. And 
And so there's always going to be something. But there was a time in my life where I needed to value my kids more. You know, I, I didn't love changing diapers. I didn't love being home every day with them. So, you know, it, it's just interesting. Like, I think there's just always going to be these seasons of different things that grab our affection, that consume our lives, that consume our thoughts. And God doesn't say don't care about those things. In fact, he's so kind and merciful toward us because he knows that we're going to love things on earth. He just says in Matthew that don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. And he doesn't say because those things are shallow. He says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet the heavenly Father feeds them. He says, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you. One of my pastors gave this analogy recently. He said, if I get into the car of my buddy and I, I realize I've forgotten my wallet and I tell him, hey, I forgot my wallet. And he says to me, don't worry about it. And then we're sitting over lunch and at the end of the meal, he doesn't pay for me. I'm like, dude, what, what happened? Like you said, don't worry about it. Like that, that is a given that you are going to take care of me. And that is what God says over and over again. He says, don't worry about it. Like I am going to meet your needs. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of your kids. And that's my hope is, and the thing I tell myself when I worry about my kids that I no longer can make sure get to school on time, make sure, make good decisions. When, when I'm launching these kids into the world, this is the thought that comes to my mind is, is God saying, don't worry about it. Like I have them. I love them more than I love the birds in the air and the lilies in the field. I have them. And that is my hope. It's what I go to, you know, he's got it. So I want to talk about the difference in fear and anxiety because they're very close together. They're neighbor cousins, and anxiety usually is driven by what we're afraid of. So by definition, fear is an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. And anxiety is more of a question of what if. So when you think of low-grade fear, you may not call yourself anxious, but are you constantly afraid or are you trying to control people, trying to control your life? I mean... It's so funny. I go and speak to women everywhere. And I'll, I'll often ask questions to the room, which is completely interesting. And, and, you know, it's like constant polling. And you see women of all different ages in all different cities across usually the U.S., but sometimes out of the country. And you hear across the room, raised hands, the answers to questions. So how many of you struggle with being controlling? And how many of you struggle with anxiety? Those two questions are the most unanimous in the room. When I ask how many of you struggle with loneliness, how many of you struggle with anger, how many of you struggle with regret, always a lot of the room. In fact, probably almost all my questions, unfortunately, it's kind of sobering, are a majority. But when it's control and when it is anxiety or fear, it is the whole room. So this is bondage. Like for women, especially if you're a guy listening, I don't know. I mean, you can tell me right in. Is this generally guys? I just speak to women all the time. So I just know women and I'm telling you for women, this is bondage. And so I hate this one. And the reason I hate this one so much, and I think God hates this one so much, and he's so clear throughout scripture to not fear, is it shuts us down. Like what puts you on the back row, what makes you miss your life, what makes you keep your kids in your house all safe and sound, tucked in, what makes us miss the mission of God and the things that he has for us, that he wrote, the good works he prepared in advance for us to do, it's fear. And so this matters. And what anxiety is, is the result of fear, right? Anxiety is the constant nagging. Anxiety is the expression of it in our chest when we can't breathe or take a deep breath. And 
and we're feeling panic. You know, anxiety is the expression of that fear stored up and it and it keeps running wild in us. And I want to say that the bravest people I know aren't people that live unafraid. The bravest people I know are the people that don't let fear define their decisions in their lives. That's what it means when it says do not fear. It isn't don't feel the emotion of fear. It's don't let fear stop you from doing what God's called you to do, to say what God's called you to say, to be who God's called you to be. That is the drug, the addiction of fear is that it is safer to live afraid and shut down than to fight our fear and to be brave and to overcome and to trust God. Because ultimately, right, all these emotions just come back to Jesus, 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 Jesus. How do we not fear? How do we move forward? It's that, and I, I know, I, I mean, I, I've talked about heaven a lot because I think that hope and that security of a future drives me. Like if I think about that girl that recorded that study, you guys, I mean, you talk about needing a Xanax. It was before I filmed my first Bible study. I was so scared. I mean, hey, if you if you want to go watch it just because it's entertaining to see a girl like being brave, like that's what it was. It was me like saying, I, you know what? I'm not going to let this paralyze me. Like I'm not going to let my fear of man stop me from obeying God. And I look back at that now and I'm braver. And the reason I'm braver, because this is how God works. When you jump off a cliff, I always, always start with like the slowest possible cliff, right? As minimally above the water as you can. And you jump off the cliff and it's so much fun. But then you want to go off a bigger cliff. And so you go up and you jump off the bigger cliff. And then before you know it, you're jumping off way too high of cliffs and you're Okay, and it's because slowly you have built your bravery, and that's how God is. Now, what used to scare me doesn't scare me at all, but gosh, there are new fears, and there are new challenges, and there are new things that make me shake, and I'm terrified of, and I never want to quit living that way. I never want to build a life where I don't have fear because that means I'm building a life where I don't need God. Fear is our beautiful reminder that we cannot do this on our own, that we are finite, that we don't have enough in our own capacity. I still don't have enough in my own capacity. I need Jesus every day. I woke up knowing it today more than I woke up knowing it yesterday. And I pray that when I'm 80, I still am living a life that requires faith, that needs God, that scares me to death. Because everything meaningful in my life has been on the other side of fear. I mean, I'm trying to think of something right now. If there's anything that's really, truly meaningful to me that I wasn't scared of, (laughs) and I don't think it's there. So we've got to face it. We cannot hide out. We need to name our anxieties and name our fear. And some of you guys, your anxiety has gotten to a place where mine did years ago, which is you've got to talk to somebody. You've got to bring somebody in. And I want to say this because we're talking about emotions. Medicine is a gift from God. It was a gift from God. Now we can use it as the end. It's not the end. Medicine is only, you know, what what I say about it is, and I've heard it said, is that what medicine can do is it gets you from under the water to being able to breathe so you can do the work to understand your emotion, to understand what is paralyzing you. We sometimes can't breathe anymore. We're underwater and we can't breathe. And it doesn't matter what truth is. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter about anything because we can't even think. And in our family, at different points, several of us have had to do medicine for a season to get to where we can breathe. But we never just do medicine. We go to counseling. We work through what it is. We find out what the root of it is. And and I think that's where medicine has become a crutch in our culture is we numb it. We numb the emotion and we miss what God wants to teach us in it. 
We're not just trying to not feel emotions. Emotions are meant to drive us to truth and to God. So we don't want to numb our emotions to where we don't deal with it. But there are some people that are having so much panic, that are so afraid, that are so depressed, that are so low, that they need to just be able to breathe again to be able to work through it. So one of my friends in the room right now, Casey, he's helped produce this whole podcast. and He's here today. I love it. He's not always here, but he's here today. He came in and was telling us cute stories about his kids. And he talked about his son and how he's afraid of monsters right now. And somebody told him, you need to go. And I did not see where this story was going to end. But you need to go and you need to get a bottle of water, a spray bottle, and you need to put some lavender in it. And I'm thinking, to scare off the monsters? Like I'm following his train of thought. I'm like, like, like monsters are real. And he was like, and spray it as like monster spray. Like, you know, and I was like, oh, for the kid. Okay, I get it. Like I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's like something that can fight monsters in the world lavender um, <laughs> or put the kid to sleep. I don't know. Spray it over his face. But but you know what? That Isn't this true of us? Like so much of what we're afraid of is pretend. Like so much of what we're afraid of is not even real. And that's where, as I studied our minds and our thought lives, and Paul says, think on what is true. Like what is true? Like that is our lavender spray. That is the thing that roots out the monsters, but it actually does because it's real. And, and I know, I mean, I know that some of the monsters you're facing aren't pretend. They are real. And we need something real and true to fight it. And that real and true thing, the only thing I've ever found is a hope that can fight death. Like, I mean, is anything scarier? And is there an antidote for that apart from Christ? Like, I, that's why I, I can't leave God. You know, it's, it's just like the disciples when he says, well, where else are we going to go? You know, where are we going to go? What other hope is there? When I think of these emotions, you know, sometimes they're small, guys, but usually they're from big places. And I can't talk about them. And I know that some of you are facing, you're facing death. You're facing your own death right now. Some of you are facing the death, possible death of your child. Like, I know some of these fears are real. They're not pretend. They're not made up monsters in a four-year-old's head. They're real. And the only hope that is also real, that beats it, that overcomes it, is God. So my question today is actually taken from the study. It's one of the projects in there. And what I ask you to do is to take a circle and make a pie chart and how much of your thoughts are consumed with fear or insecurity. I want you to draw a percentage on that pie chart. And then in that percentage, I want you to write what it is that's consuming your mind the most. What are you actually worried about? 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And if we don't start to name those things, how are we supposed to take them captive? How are we supposed to fight them if we don't even know what we're afraid of? And so write it down, name the things, and show it to a friend. Bring a friend into it. God, you are better. You are better and you are bigger. And God, I pray right now that every single person listening, that our fear of you would exceed our fear of anything that can happen to us on the earth. And the cool thing about being afraid of you is that you are good God and you have us. You have the lilies in the field, you have the birds in the air, and you for sure have us. And so God, we can fear you because you are so big and so powerful and so in control of everything, but we can rest and our fear of you because you love us and you've shown that in the biggest, most incredible gift of your son 
dying on a cross that rescued us from our greatest fear, separation from you and death. So what are we supposed to be afraid of when God is for us, when God loves us, when God sees us, when God knows every hair on our head and he knows every thought in our head? God, you know everything and you love us and you have us. And so would we rest? Would those fears get small because our God is big? In Jesus' name, amen. I create and build a lot of things, but there is nothing I build that I feel more passionate about and that I believe in more than my Bible studies. And the reason why is because it puts women together around scripture. And guys, that's when lives change, is in small rooms around the word of God. So grab your people. And all of this season is based on a Bible study I wrote years ago that is still so relevant and I believe can help set you free. Not because of my words, but because it is based on God's word. It is called Stuck, and you can go to StuckBibleStudy.com. And with the kit, you'll get videos, you'll get conversation cards, you'll get a leader's guide, everything you need to bring a few friends together around this topic and the Word of God. So the podcast is one thing. I hope you and a lot of friends will listen, but I hope that it will only lead you to want more. And that more is getting around the Word of God together and seeing what God does and how He shifts us when we are brave enough to be honest and to bring those thoughts and those feelings to scripture. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.